This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's good to be together. And uh, it's a gathering with a purpose. We, uh, we are here to experience of the Holy Spirit. We've already uh, been blessed uh, coming together like this. You know that there is a blessing in coming together like this. Those of you that are, uh, have decided to um, sit and watch this live stream, to pay attention, to, to hear the voice of God, uh, you are blessed, you will be blessed. Praise God. Yes, times like these affect our entire life. Times like these affect our whole life. For one day in thy courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. You know, I tell people that just spending time in God's presence, um, it's like a minimum principle. It at least affects thousand days of your life. Praise God. It's like a minimum principle. Yes, it at least affects a thousand days of your life. And one day when we stand before God, we will see those accounts. We will see how when we decided to just turn our eyes upon Jesus, it affected everything. Praise God. We realize that when we decided to turn our eyes to Jesus, it affected everything. Praise the Lord. He is here. The Lord is here. You know, I believe that in your homes, the Lord is, is present. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And uh, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, there is a very, uh, there's a pertinent reason why the word of God and the Holy Spirit uh, wrote that scripture down that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because we live in a changing world. Yes, we live in a changing world with so many different ideas. Um, and if you were to examine it, you realize that it's pretty much a circular condition. Yeah, that we are going, I think those phrases uh, fit uh, the condition of the world. Uh, um, it fits, it fits the condition of the world perfectly, beating around the bush, huh? beating around the bush. Uh, in fact, it's there in the movies, running around the trees. Okay, so um, <laughs> the, the condition of the world is pretty much in this circular condition. Um, there is nothing new under the sun. It just takes different forms, and there's so much discussion and debate, and um, Jesus is the same. Jesus is the same. Jesus is the same. His word is the same. Established forever. You know, immerse your mind in the word of God. This evening, the Holy Spirit is expressly telling us, if you are feeling... Uh, I don't know if it's anxiety, if it's confusion, if it's uh, depression, something that you may be facing. Immerse your mind in the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Immerse your mind in the Word of God constantly. Praise God. Opportunities like this to study the Word of God keeps our sanity. Jesus keeps us sane. Praise the Lord. Keeps us sane. Let's read the scripture we are studying. It's the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. 
Matthew chapter 5, and I will read for you verses 1 and uh, and 2, and then we will read together verses 3 following. It says, when Jesus saw the crowds, trust everybody's there, Matthew chapter 5 verse 1, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach, saying, Hallelujah. Jesus has something to say. Jesus has something to say every day. Jesus has something to say. He opens his mouth and he speaks, especially to his disciples. Thank you, Jesus. Especially to his disciples. You know, uh, a disciple is one that is constantly hearing Jesus. Praise God. A disciple is one who is constantly hearing Jesus. The highlight of the disciple's day is what Jesus says. Process that church. Process it church. The highlight of a disciple's day is what Jesus says to them personally. And Jesus guaranteed that he will speak to you daily. Ben, Jesus guaranteed it that he will speak to you daily. Where did he say that? Where did he say that? Jesus guaranteed it that he will speak to you daily. He said it in in many different scriptures, so I'm going to wait. Jesus guaranteed it. You know, I'm looking at your faces and I, and I, I desire to see a spark in your eyes. Hold the thought, hold the thought. That's right. Hold, hold, hold it. We'll get there. I, I desire to see a spark in your eyes. I'm a little concerned that um, when I said the highlight of a disciple's day is what Jesus says, I'm a little concerned that, that I don't see too many sparks in your eyes. Maybe it's the lighting. It's too bright on this side. Maybe. Huh? I don't see a smile on your face. The highlight of a disciple's day is what Jesus says. Praise the Lord. Amen. The highlight of your day is not how you, um, what's the word you, there's, there's a word for it. When you enter the workplace, you, uh, uh, you swipe, uh, you punch in. The highlight of your day is not that you punched in and you punched out. And it's not that, uh, you know, these things. It is that Jesus spoke to you. Doesn't matter how young you are. Is that Jesus spoke to you. If you get it young, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Amen. The Lord has a lot to say to his disciples. Make it a pattern in your life. Newly married couple. Yes, make it a pattern in your life. Decide to encourage each other. You need encouragement. Yes, encourage each other to hear Jesus. You know, at the end of the day, the most romantic thing, the thing that will make your dash life absolutely incredible, I'll let you fill in the blanks, yes, is that you can, you know, you, that Jesus' word is alive and active inside of the two of you. Amen. Don't sleep till you share what God spoke to you. If you're getting married, make that one of the, uh, you know, ambitions and discipline of your life that you guys don't go to sleep till you share with each other what Jesus said to you. Amen. 
Amen. Make that decision. Make that decision. Because Jesus has a lot to say to his disciples. And like I asked you, sir, where did he guarantee it? Jesus guaranteed he will speak to us every day. Every day. He guaranteed it. Some of you were giving me those scriptures. My... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. She's just keeping on going. The rest of you, I need, I need to hear you say it. There's, there's an umpteen number of scriptures. He guaranteed. My sheep will hear my voice. The relationship between a shepherd and a sheep is a daily relationship. It's not a six months relationship. The sheep's presence is clear and loud to the shepherd. Have you ever been near sheep? Except when they are sleeping. Even when they are sleeping, there's a little bit of noise. It's a daily, yes? Yeah? That's what he's speaking to Christians. It's in the found, many a times we use it in evangelism. Perfectly applicable, yes. But primarily, it is to the church. Behold, I stand and... Knock at the door of your heart. He wants to have supper with you. He wants to speak. What happens at supper? Food happens. Conversation happens. If you have a relationship with that person. I mean, with, in, uh, in our family, um, dinners and breakfast and lunch, um, you know, you have to tell Danny to eat. You know, that's my son. You know, I have to tell him eat because... For him, this is like, this is, this is the table of talking. It's a, it's a miracle that he eats anything. He's just talking away. So when Jesus says, I want to sup with you, it is a conversation. He wants to talk to you. God desires to talk to you right from creation itself in the evening. He wanted to walk and talk with Adam and Eve. You know, sometimes I think, you know, we as believers will be sitting, wondering who, nobody wants to talk to me. I'm sure some of you have gone through that. Hmm? But there is an eternal God who wants to talk to you. Ready to talk to you anytime, any place. And the scriptures just go on, give us this day our daily bread. And then you connect that with the scripture and... In, uh, you know, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, which says, Man shall not live by, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth. I mean, we eat at least four times a day. If you were to take just that principle, the Lord Jesus should have spoken to you today at least three times. Right now he's speaking to you. Satan wants to crowd our lives. Satan wants, listen carefully, Satan wants to crowd our lives, you know. He just wants to crowd our lives with all kinds of distractions and anxieties. He doesn't want us to hear the word of God. He doesn't want you to hear the Holy Spirit. The foundation of the Sermon on the Mount and what we are doing and studying is that a disciple hears Jesus daily. A disciple must be filled with the voice of Jesus. When somebody asks you who you are, 
the loudest voice in your system is the voice of Jesus. When a bill asks you who you are, the loudest voice in your system is what Jesus says. Is anybody getting this? When a sickness asks you the question, who are you? The loudest voice should be who Jesus said who you are. When your boss speaks to you, there must be a simultaneously a parallel voice speaking to you. How many of you experience? Don't show me your hands. If you experience it, you're in the right place. I have a confession to make. Most of the time when human beings speak to me, I hear a parallel voice. So if you see a certain distant look in my face, it's absolutely normal. There's a voice in the wind that is speaking to you all the time. Let me tell you something. Even when people are speaking to you, give them peripheral attention. Give maximum attention to the Holy Spirit. Chew on that church. Chew on it. Yes, let the Lord reveal that to you. Let not be a... The problem is when the boss's voice is loudest, we get into trouble. The loudest voice must be the voice of the Holy Spirit. Every day, hear the Spirit of God. When somebody is speaking to you, you know, there are times that people should catch you looking a little away because you are listening to the Spirit. While this person speaking to you or simultaneously hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you. Praise God. Practice it. When the doctor is speaking to you, the great physician must be speaking side by side. You know, there's an there's a advice we give people. Yeah. <laughs> because of the many variations that doctors, the kind of yeah, doctors are here. Yes. With due respect. Doctors, you know, one doctor may say one thing. Another doctor may say, oh, trust me, yes, it's a fact. <laughs> Make sure you're hearing the great physician. You know, Jesus is the great physician. The greatest doctor that ever walked the face of the earth is Jesus Christ. I want a resounding amen for that. You know, for us, we decide to buy property, a hospital, you know, we are so focused on this thing. So I want you to know the greatest physician is Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatest physician is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So listen to Jesus all the time. So here the Lord opens his mouth and he speaks to his disciples. I realize the Lord's mouth is open to speak. Your ears need to be open to hear. No force in the universe can shut his mouth. Church, say amen. Let's celebrate this. It's a great victory for us. That God's mouth cannot be shut. Do you know that? All you need to do is listen. 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 Listen to his voice. Listen to what he has to say. You know, there was a quote that I came across today. I just want to read that to you. The modern church is producing passionate people. The modern church is producing passionate people filled with empty heads who love the Jesus they don't know very well. Okay, that's a difficult one. If you have to follow with me. Hmm? 
The modern church is producing passionate people filled with empty heads who love the Jesus they don't know very well. Each of you should be a walking, talking encyclopedia of Jesus. Did you hear me? Boy, I would love to test your, yeah. We should uh, immerse ourselves. The person you should know best, yes, is not yourself. The person you should know best is the Savior, is the Lord you claim to have a relationship with. You're, you're the Bible. You know, I love, uh, though I, I hope all of you watched Hep Sieber's, that's Blessings Wife's testimony. And I love what she said about the transformation the Holy Spirit uh, has, did in her life. And that when she accepted Jesus Christ, oh, this should be, you know, you should quote this. I encourage you to quote it. She said, when Jesus came into her life, she accepted Christ as a savior. The Bible became her best friend. That's it. You know, it's like, that is Christian life. The Bible must become your best friend. So know the Jesus you claim to love. Know the Jesus that you claim to love. He is longing to speak to you. Amen. He is longing to teach you. He's longing to teach you. He gathered his disciples. On that mount in Matthew chapter 5, he opened his mouth. Verse 2 says, he opened his mouth and began to teach. What does Jesus desire to do? He wants to teach you. The greatest teacher that ever walked the face of this earth. I do not have to climb a mountain. I do not have to go to Oxford University. He is in my bedroom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. The mark of a great teacher. The mark of a great teacher. I know you're going in many directions. The mark of a great teacher. Hmm? I'm praying as I say this, how to, put the, how to communicate this. The mark of a great teacher should be his students. And Jesus' desire, his, his mouth is open towards his disciples. Is open towards his disciples. Whether it's midnight, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the evening, whatever time. And you say, Lord, speak to me. Let me tell you something. You better have, you know, set aside a good period of time because he will speak. That's why the devil doesn't want you to open your Bible. The devil doesn't want you to do topical Bible study. The, the, the devil doesn't want you to take relevant Bible study into your life. The devil doesn't want it. Because he knows the creator wants to speak. Every one of you should be engaged in topical Bible study. You must pray and ask the Spirit of God, what should I learn? If you have a situation, go and search the scriptures about that situation. 
I mean, right now, Ben should have, you know, at least 10 scriptures on childbirth. At the tip of his fingers. His wife is expecting. Those scriptures should be reverberating in his, in his house. They should be speaking it to each other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, that is how you get engaged with the Spirit of God. If you are, if you are a musician, fill your mind with scriptures on music. Fill your mind. Study the scriptures. Do you know that musicians are, are servants of God? It is, a, it, is a, it is a hallowed, a sacred uh, duty to, to uh, lead in worship. Today people are confused. I can't, I can't, I can't understand it. It is a sacred duty. The, the ones, the priests, the musicians, the singers, it, they were set apart. Sanctified, set apart. You know what set apart means? It means these drums will never play for anybody else. Only for Jesus. These drums are set apart. There's no confusion. The confusion is because you do not know what Jesus wants to teach you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to teach you. Jesus wants to teach you. Imagine you have access to the greatest teacher in the history of mankind and you don't access it. You have access to the greatest teacher in the history, the greatest teacher in the universe. You have access. I mean, you should be astounding your professors. You should be astounding. And this is found in scriptures. It's found in the scripture that you will. That's right. You will teach your teachers. And you, are, you have received favor from the Lord. Amen. A woman who's immersed in scripture. You're blessed man. Praise God. That's wonderful. You shall teach your teachers. He raises you up. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, with Jesus, he's the kind of teacher that is not wishy-washy. He's not uh, saying one thing today and saying something else tomorrow. This teacher says one thing and it, it's, it is held for eternity. Atoms obey him. If he says water has to turn to wine, wine shows up. Molecular change. If he wants water to become concrete, it happens. Supreme teacher, what do you think? Amen. Is he an exciting teacher? He is the one teacher we all must, you know, absorb. I mean, he speaks to the fuel tank and the tank does not get over. I experienced that. It was that empty and it was blinking and uh, I just whispered a prayer and uh, next thing you know... It's, it's just shot up. 
I know many people that experience this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. He gives you a peace that passes the understanding. Amen. You listen to others. No. Uh-uh. They'll give you a yeah, headache. You listen to Jesus. He gives you a peace that passes the understanding. You know, the words that are reverberating inside you should be what Jesus told you. Not what you are. Yeah. Except, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Not what your husband told you, not what your wife told you, except that they said what Jesus wants to say to you. Throw everything else out. Throw it out. Maybe some teacher or somebody told you something that's not come from the Holy Spirit. Throw it out. It bothers you when you go to sleep. It bothers you when you get up. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Throw it out. That was not from the Spirit of God. Walk around with the teachings of Jesus reverberating. You know, it's bouncing around, echoing in your heart all the time. Refuse every other thought. Refuse it. Jesus changed history. Jesus changed history. He opened his mouth and he taught his disciples. And they were willing to listen. It changed history. It will change your history. Somebody say amen. amen. It will change your history. If this can change the history of the world, I trust me, it can change your history. He opened his mouth and he began to teach saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs. Let's say this together. Let's celebrate the teachings of Jesus. Are you with me, church? Let's celebrate the teachings of Jesus. Just mouthing his words will cause a blessing upon your life. Just meditating on it, just thinking about it will cause a blessing upon your life. That is why I encourage you to, to read this with me. He opened his mouth and began teaching them saying, let's read this together till about verse 12. Yes, we'll go all the way down to verse 12. From verse 3 to verse 12. Let's read this aloud. Amen. Let's read this aloud. May our boast be the Lord. You know, when you get a chance to read scripture, I remember ministering this in a church some years back. When you read scripture, somebody asks you to read scripture, the way you read it itself shows something. If you're thinking I should, you know, illustrate that this evening. Despite saying this to you, I know that I can illustrate it right now. I can ask each of you to read the scripture. Each person to stand up and read it. How do you read it? The way you read scripture must change. The way you read scripture must change. You must open your Bible and read scripture like a, like a charter of victory. You must open your Bibles and read it in your quiet time. You know, if you have the freedom to read it loudly, read it boldly. Demons will flee. 
Demons thinking about getting into your house, kilometers away, will flee. Read it loudly, read it boldly, read it clearly. Let your voice, let the words of Christ imbibe, you know, get into you and cause you to be bold. No, check this out. If you were, we are going to read this passage of scripture, if you read it in a particular manner, you will get bolder. I'm so tempted to illustrate. But I'm, you know, I'm uh, holding myself. Hmm? You know, this is a, a crescendo of the work of Christ. He has just come through the victory in the wilderness. It, the battle is now, it's like um, he's thrashing the enemy. Praise the Lord. Satan getting thrashed. You don't expect to use these words, do you? As Jesus is opening his mouth and he begins to teach, Satan is fleeing. Satan is horrified. The enemy's camp is rattled. Its very foundations have begun to shake. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Oof, receive it. Man, I don't know if you sense it, but I sense this kingdom of God just slamming upon us when we read this. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Let's read this together. Yes. And uh, read it like it's yours. Hmm? Read it like it's yours. Let's do this. Are you all ready? Hmm? I want to hear an army. I want to hear soldiers. I want to hear soldiers. I want to hear soldiers. This is our battle cry. This is Jesus' battle cry. With this proclamation, he disarmed the enemy. Oh, glory. Those of you getting it, praise God. You know, open your mouth and praise God. When he started, you know, he sealed his work on the cross. Let me repeat that. When he said what he said in this sermon, as he opened his mouth, he sealed it that he's going to die on the cross, shed his blood and set us free. When he said, blessed, 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 he went to the cross and did it. When he said, blessed, 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 he sealed his, his route to the cross that he would die for us and bring that blessing down upon us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When I read this, I see the blood spilt on the cross. Flowing down into my life. Restoring me. Praise the Lord. Blessed. Blessed. So let's read this victoriously.
Praise God. Like soldiers of Christ. Shall we go? Yes. I am so worried I would be disappointed with your response. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I, you know, lack of another word, you know, you, you feel like you're, you know, I hope you're pumped up. Amen. Amen. Soldiers of the cross. Praise the Lord. This is, you know, Satan trembles when we read this. I don't know, the Holy Spirit wants to say it again. But wants me to underline it again. Satan trembles when you read this in your house. You know, uh, I'm telling you that you will have, uh, you will see miracles take place. Blessed. Praise the Lord. Blessed. Can I hear blessed? blessed. Let's all say it together. Blessed. blessed. Let's say blessed. blessed. That's right. So let's start reading from verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Glory. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Your reward is great. Don't let the world lie to you. Your reward is great for following Jesus. Amen. Your reward is great for following Jesus. Don't let the world lie to you. Praise God. So lift up your head, ye gates. Glory. The church has gates. I'm looking at those gates. Praise the Lord. I'm looking at those, uh, at that kingdom. So raise up, lift up your countenance. You are blessed. You qualify? Yes, you do. Do you qualify? Yes, you do. Amen. You hunger for God this evening? You qualify to be blessed. You desire God this evening? You qualify to be blessed. You are blessed. Praise the Lord. So we are, uh, we've come down to verse 5. We are at blessed are the gentle. Blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit the earth. So uh, last week we had, um, we had gone into to some measure of depth into this, into the first part of it, which says blessed are the gentle. And we considered what exactly it means to be gentle. I'm not going to go back there uh, into what we did last week. Thankfully, these things are available to us. I really encourage you, go back to the study. In, uh, it's there at, in uh, Revelation Church on YouTube. Go back to that study and I, I encourage you. I, I, uh, 
This must be cornerstone to our life. The Sermon on the Mount is the cornerstone of Christian life. It's the foundation. The Beatitudes are foundation. Not just to obey the commandments, but also to experience the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you're wondering how that connects, please go back. And if you have not looked at it, yeah. Because this teaching is, is foundational. And I encourage you that, you know, all your life, you keep going back. You keep meditating. You make sure that foundation in every decision, in every way and manner in which you behave. See, uh, I remember the last time mentioning that these are, um, these are um, dispositions. Blessed are the, first one, poor in spirit. Attitude. A, a, a person with that, that attitude of need before God. Uh, that doesn't matter which social strata you're on. When it says blessed are the poor in spirit, it is talking about a man who may be in a mansion, but he has a deep need for God. He says, Lord, I need you. Praise the Lord. It is a, it is a disposition. Yeah. It is a mood. Jesus is interested in your mood. And I want to repeat that and just go, go ahead because it's very important. We think, you know, the area of, uh, uh, of how you are as far as your mood is concerned is your business. No, it's not. We think there's an excuse for, I'm like this. Take it or leave it. Jesus says, no. Husband says, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Jesus says, no. I want to change you. Praise the Lord. He wants to change your mood. That is a mood the Holy Spirit has. Church, sink your teeth into this. Understand. There is a mood the Holy Spirit has. It's a... Uh, it'll set you free. You know, whatever you're facing, the mood you need to take upon yourself is not the humanistic knee, mood. It is the mood of the Holy Spirit. You know, David knew this. That's why I said, take not thy spirit from me. Because he knew that was the mood that he put on when a nation had another mood to face Goliath. So he prayed, take not thy Holy Spirit. Because he knew the Holy Spirit has a mood. And that's where we need to be. There shall be great victory. We also mentioned that these are things that we, we form habits about. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Yeah. Blessed are the gentle. Yeah. These are things that we form habits. You must uh, have a habit of meekness. Jesus is interested in your mood. Don't be a moody person. I'm so tempted to tell you to turn to the person next to you and say, don't be a moody person. And from your reaction, I realize you're just itching to tell people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't be a moody person. No, no, no. Have the mood of the Holy Spirit. Have the mood of the Holy Spirit. Child, have the mood of the Holy Spirit. Have the mood of the Holy Spirit. It'll set your life free. Huh? Men will be like, you know, people will be like, what's going on with this person? 
the the i throw the worst at them but they just so stable i throw the worst at them but they are so stable praise god they're secure so connect with the mood of the holy spirit amen who make you a great husband connect to the mood of the holy spirit praise god Well, there's so many scriptures to look at i'm so excited would you like to do this for the rest of this year some of you already did the calculation years almost over <laughs> glory glory to god you know when you're having a you know it, 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 you know if there is a squabble between a husband and wife if one of them decide to connect with the mood of the holy spirit oh glory amen make that commitment one of you decide the other person might be very emotional at that point you be connected to the holy spirit amen connected to the holy spirit will transform the situation amen praise the lord praise the lord so jesus is laying the foundation for his disciples he he is creating a community a culture a culture above all other cultures He does not care whether you're Malayali, Kolayali, whatever you are. It does not matter. Malayali, say amen. amen. Say a strong amen. amen. It doesn't matter where you come from. This is a culture. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. This is a culture. It doesn't matter how your grandfather behaved. It matters how your father in heaven behaves. Amen. Amen. Church, amen. I mean, people will be trying to drop it down your throat that uh, you should be this way, you should be that way. You be like Jesus. Glory, you be like Jesus. Rise above your culture. It's a fallen culture by the way. American culture is a fallen culture. I want to hear an amen for that. Yes. American culture is a fallen culture. The culture that will last forever is the culture of the kingdom of heaven. and that's what we want to put on glory that's right jesus culture you know the culture of christ and the kingdom of god amen that's what you got to long to be like yeah lay aside all the other stuff just focus on jesus mm, give me your culture lord and he's desirous to give it. he opens his mouth and he's delivering culture the culture of heaven rise above rise above rise above it you know i uh, you know it may sound a little but i'm sick and tired of people in the church succumbing to their culture or their father's behavior or their mm, behavior or or you know succumbing to hollywood culture rubbish we have a culture to succumb to one we must lay down before and and uh, ask the lord make me like you make me like you make me like you i want the truth for the truth shall set me free Amen. if the 10 commandments created the nation of israel this is what is the foundation of the church every person that enters our community Every person that enters a church or a fellowship must experience these things must experience a people like this Glory 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we uh, looked at blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit the earth. We, we also considered uh, that psalm in, in scripture as well that expounds on this. Everything is there in, you know, the church website on YouTube. Um, glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I told you, work on your disposition. Yeah, disposition. You should have an inclination towards praise the Lord. should have an inclination towards praise the Lord. If you feel there's a stigma to it, then that stigma didn't come from God. It came from man and the devil. Praise the Lord does not, is not the language of a particular church. Praise the Lord is the language of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're very precious words. Hallelujah. You know, use it um, with reverence. Use it with, with glory. Yeah. Use it with, with joy. Uh, use it realizing when you say praise God. And it's coming from the, 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 the depths of your heart. That it comes out of your mouth. Um, you know, I've heard preachers, Pentecostal preachers say it comes out of your mouth like a, like a missile. or an, uh, You know, it, it does stuff. Have that disposition. Glory. Glory. Praise God. I, know. I like that. Let it come out. Praise the Lord. Say it. Say it. You, you look amazing. You look amazing when you say praise the Lord. So I wanted, I wanted you to come out of you. Say praise the Lord. Say it loudly. Say praise the Lord. I don't want the rest of you to say it. I just want him to say it. The Lord wants you to say it. Praise the Lord. Get it louder. Say praise the Lord. Say it like you scored a goal. Let's say, I want to turn up the volume. Say, praise God. Glory, what a beautiful voice. I think the human tongue achieves its greatest, uh, its, its sonic capacity. It, it reaches its highest, most glorious sonic capacity when it says, praise God. I was expecting all of you to exercise that. Say praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bible teachers don't, you know, they, they, um, they're not effective if they're not persistent. Suddenly very quiet in here. <laughs> Is that because you didn't get it or it's... <laughs> hmm? Bible teachers, you know, have to be persistent. So if you're coming for this Bible study, as you get ready for the Bible study, tell your spouse, Mole, or whatever you call each other, I don't know what it is. Huh? My dear, make sure you say praise God properly. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Glory. Praise the Lord. The disposition, it's a disposition. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, glory. Okay, so, mm, so I want to read something we had uh, come to uh, last week, uh, something just for you to listen and, and think about it. Biblical meekness, biblical meekness is not a weakness. 
Biblical meekness is not a weakness. Biblical meekness are those humbled under the hand of God. Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Biblical meekness are those that come under, those who humble themselves under the hand of God. Isn't that a... uh, Yeah, it says humbled under the hand. Yeah, isn't it like, um, there's a word, you know, like a paradox almost. It's, it's, they're humbling, but under the hand of, (laughs) are you getting this church? They're humbling themselves, but under the hand of, the hands that stretched out and created the universe. They're humbling themselves. Under the hand of God. That is biblical meekness. Watch out. Watch out. Praise the Lord. Watch out. You know, it is possible. Though I'm looking at all of you in this Bible study. Maybe somebody watching us online. I don't know. But looking at, at the those of you in this, in this room. Doesn't look like any of you are capable of it. But um, I don't know. Human beings. Yeah. Man has a, you know. You could give in to the temptation, maybe in your workplace, maybe when you are raised up to a position where others are under you. Do not manipulate the weak. Sorry, manipulate the meek. Or you'll be found fighting against God. Scary it is. Hallelujah. Yes? Somebody said something? No, okay. Biblical meekness... Is, is those humbled under the hand of God. Those who walk by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who walk by faith. These are the meek. To be humbled under the hand of God. Means you are a person walking by. You are in the kitchen. Because you know God said. Be in the kitchen. You're on the jumbo jet. You are flying on a supersonic aircraft because God told you to go on that aircraft. This is meekness. Biblical meekness. Praise the Lord. Those who walk by faith in furnaces of fire. Who walk by faith in furnaces of fire. Those who execute God's commandments. This is a tough one. And God says, burn it. You don't debate about it. You burn it. That is biblical meekness. When God says, make a whip. And chase them out. And topple the tables. Meekness topples tables. This is something very different, yes. This is biblical meekness. Humbled under the hand of God, ready to execute God's commandments. Are you ready to execute God's commandments? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Execute God's commandments. Those that leave room for God's vengeance. 
When somebody says something nasty about you, you don't take vengeance. You just let the Lord deal with it. Praise the Lord. Meekness. Those who leave room for God's vengeance. Those that wait upon the Lord. Are you waiting upon God for something? There's a blessed place. You will inherit the earth. Those that wait upon the Lord, yeah, they will, what does it say? Those who wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as? You know, what is so special about the eagle's perspective? He's able to see a large. You know, till recently, many of us were not able to see this on our, uh, what do you call it? It wasn't possible with our photography. But now with drones, even a wedding looks different. Did you have drones for your wedding? Yeah. You've seen the video yet? You'll be like, man, is that my house? Is that what my town looks like? It's, it's like a, it's a different perspective entirely, correct? Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with eagles. And trust me, the eagle inherits the whole earth. There's, you know, rabbits and squirrels and, and um, all sorts of creatures worried about where that eagle's eye is. For wherever that eagle's eye is, he has authority over it. Blessed are the meek, they shall. Wherever your foot lands, yes, treads, it becomes. Glory, praise the Lord. I mean, this is the gentleness of God makes us great. Sister, you see, these are principles of heaven. Start living your life by principles of heaven, not ICICI or HDFC. You believe by the principles, live by the principles of heaven. No amen. Glory. Praise God. Those that wait on the Lord. Those who are slow to speak. Hallelujah. Slow to? Slow to speak. I haven't even noticed how the time has gone. I don't think I, any of you have either. It's just been amazing. Anyway, okay. So, those that are slow to? Say slow to speak. Say slow to speak slowly. Let's do that again. I loved it. Let's do that again. And now, you know, let's do the same thing again. Uh, Taking a longer time to start speaking. That's the whole intention, right? Okay. So, I'm going to tell you to say it. Take... um, I will tell you when to do it, all right? I will count till five in my fingers. When it's five, then you say, slow. Okay, same thing. Yeah, you enjoying this? Okay, anyway, I'm enjoying it. Okay, so um, let's do this. Let's be silent. Everybody silent. Take your own sweet time. Take your own sweet time. If somebody asks you, how are you doing? Oh, man, this is like it set me free. Let it set it you free. When somebody, how are you doing? Take your time. I'm telling you, then you'll have varied answers. And by those varied answers, you will have deliverance also. Somebody will pray for you. 
Is anybody getting this? You know, sometimes I've, I've made it a sort of a decision. Somebody will ask me, how are you doing? And I'll just wait. And uh, surprisingly, they'll also wait. I don't know what's the pressure we are under to speak too fast, you know. What is this pressure we are under? No, no. Wait. He actually asked you, how are you doing? It's a commitment. So catch him, no, on the commitment. No one's getting it. Then people might ask people fewer times, how are you doing? Because you know, it's not a commitment. You know, how are you doing? Answer is, you better say the answer. The answer is, I'm fine. And let's get on with it. No, no. How are you doing is a commitment. How are you doing is a commitment. Hmm, I'm having a vision of many of you not asking anybody, how are they doing? <laughs> It's a commitment about which God is going to ask you. What did you mean? How are you doing? How are you? Jesus said, let your yes be yes. Blessed are the meek. Slow to speak. Quick to... Some of us don't even listen. There are times people have asked me, how are you doing? And before I've said it, they've already gone. It's like they're, you know, the Kerala bullet train or whatever they play. It's like, yeah, I, I want to answer these guys, but they, they're gone. It's like, and, I, and, I, and they've got the next person. How are you? And, and you're just about to say something and they're in the next person. How are you doing? And, uh, you know, it's just uh, formality. Ah, hey, no, 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 no. Yes, be yes. If you're going to ask somebody, how are they doing? It's a commitment. Because you've got to stop there. And uh, I've, I've caught many of you in that, haven't I? After you said, fine, I still stood there. I still looked in your eyes. And then I asked you the question again. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, when we say, how are you? We're so used, we're so mechanical. We just say, I'm fine. But if somebody asks, hmm. So it's a varied, uh, suddenly we, meaning comes upon us. Oh, I don't know Slow to speak. Connecting with people. You know, last week I mentioned, be careful of just being only in your, you know, the, the young people. I, I want to share it again. You know, be people that, you know, don't, you know, get stuck in only your, I will only speak to, uh, you know, this particular person. In the church, you know, uh, the meekness expressed in the church is that you go out to people. You ask, you find out how they're doing. You lay hands on people. You pray for them. You receive counsel from the elderly. Praise God. I remember, I will share this as an example for you. I remember when I had my first child. Her name is Gabriella. She's sitting on this side. I remember when I had my first child. And you know, there's this first child syndrome for all parents. This is the second child, so he doesn't know much about it. It's the uh, first child syndrome. My daughter knows about it. She expects the same treatment even now. Anyway, so moving on. Did you get it? No. Okay. Right. Some of you did. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> she's like, Acha, please leave me alone. <laughs> so, I, I, I had the first child and, uh, and we as a family, you know, and then you're running pillar to post. Yeah, you know, if there is one mosquito flies in the diagonal direction of your baby, you're like, what to do? <laughs> and and uh, all sorts of things. Of course, you, you, you're worried about this, that, and the other. And then, see... 
I went and spoke to a man of God. Elder. Say elder. elder. Say elder. elder. Praise God for elders in the faith. Praise God for elders in the faith. The very special people. Very special people. Hmm? Sometimes they look like your parents. They're still special. Say amen. If they're in the faith, they're elders in the faith. It's very special. Access the wisdom God has given them. You know, so one man gave me this advice, an elder in the faith. He said, When you have your second child, you'll be fine. Some of you who haven't had children yet have no idea what I'm talking about. That's okay. No problem. It'll, it'll, it'll dawn upon you. Man, the second child grows up by himself. It's like a miracle has happened. Huh? Another man of God, elderly man of God, set me free. And after that, I received so much money. I've got your attention now is that money word has come. Huh? This, this man of God, I, you know, elderly man of God, I, I went and spoke to him. And he gave me a revelation. From then on, I have made a ton of cash. Glory. Everybody's like, it's a scandalous situation. I <laughs> know oh, I'm not afraid of the scandalous situation. I'm telling you, what was the revelation? What was that revelation this man of God gave me? You want to know? Huh? No, you don't want to know. What he gave me as a revelation was, <clears throat> it came up to me. It's like these are the subject of movies, I'm telling you. This, this should be the stuff that gets all that, you know, limelight and makeup and everything. Because, you know, this is so glorious. And he opened his mouth. Praise God. That's what happens. Yes? When a man of God, when a child of God opens his mouth and lets the Holy Spirit speak, it's the same thing. Jesus went up the mountain, opened his mouth and spoke to his disciples. And history changed. Praise God. So, he opened his mouth and he said, just out of the blue. And in my heart was the, um, what do you call, I was going through the, the crunch of things, you know, the numbers and the, all this was going on inside my heart. Who knew about that? Jesus knew about that. So Jesus opened the elderly man's voice. This is the problem with young people. Don't be a dodo. Many a times Jesus wants to open the elderly person's mouth in your life. Oh, this is so controversial. I mean, it's controversial among the young. The old are like chill. Yeah, I knew that. Because, you know, the old will have the experience where they finally went to the elderly person <laughs> and received a word from God, you see. Okay, anyway. Glory. Praise the Lord. Let that, let that rebellious spirit out. We don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, we need meek spirit. I can't hear amens. Meekness is what we want. That's all we want. Submitted to God, submitted to the people of God, submitted to the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. So this man, I, are you still there? Are you still interested in what he told me? Praise God. And uh, those of you that haven't had children yet, this puts you under responsibility. 
You still want to hear? Not too sure now. <laughs> I love the earlier it was say, say, say. Now it's like, mm? Uh, he, he just whispered in my ear, have as many children as you want. The bills are God's responsibility. Ben has come alive. He's <laughs> like, amen, amen. Have as many children as you want. You includes husband and wife. Have as many children as you want. The bills are God's responsibility. See, this is what, I, I met another older person. I'm loving this. Um, I'm sure the spirit of God is in it. I, I met another older person and that person said, look at the street. Hmm? It looks like the, the people who have the largest number of children are the ones that are on the, have you noticed? And they're all growing up. Hey, surprise. They're all? Are they growing up? You bet your bottom dollar, they're growing up. God is good. God is good. He provides. There's enough. Coming this side, you know, we will have a conversation about population explosion. It's a lie of the devil. It's a lie of the devil. Internet, listen to me. It's a lie of the devil. There's no issue of overpopulation. The whole population of this, of this earth, given a certain amount of property, yes, a certain amount of property, can all fit in the UK. Blessing is like, no, 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 we have enough people there. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> he was just laughing anyway. There, so. <laughs> oh. You've never heard that statistic, have you? I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, are they piled up into to space or something? And in fact, the person, yeah, the person who shared it also said, you're probably imagining they're piled up to the space, you know, to reach space itself. No. They have a certain amount of area. This earth, the earth is huge. It is humongous. Get on a train and travel, you know, just outside of, I think in Kerala, what the, the problem is, there's so many trees. Yeah, just step outside of Kerala and discover Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh. It's correct only Pradesh. <laughs> Pradesh upon Pradesh. It's just, it's just land and land. In fact, the person traveling me, you know, a good friend of mine, Abby. So uh, he was he was sharing how you know there's lots of land all over India. Yeah, there's so much land. There are people in Assam, uh, you know, who would love to give you acres of land for just a few lakhs. Hey, how can I do? How did we get here? Yes. Listen to wisdom. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Have as many children as you want. Praise God. Have as many children as you want. The Lord will supply. Praise God. Can I hear a praise God? They shall inherit the earth. Those who wait upon the Lord. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. Quick to listen. 
compassionate. Hmm. The meekness that Jesus is talking about is a, a people that are compassionate. Are you a compassionate person? Jesus wants compassion. The same compassion he had. It, it causes change in others. That's that gentleness. Glory. Gentleness is fertile soil for others to grow. Examine your life. I want to make it a, a, a I want to tell you guys who are young, man, make it a, a decision in your life that throughout your, um, what do you call, junctions, in your, you'll always examine, am I helping somebody to grow? Am I helping someone to grow? It is a quality of meekness. Uh, meekness uh, is an environment in which others grow. Others must. Make that a decision. Make it a decision that uh, orphans will grow. Pray that somebody, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in whatever condition, they will grow around you. Praise the Lord. Somebody has a vision to minister to orphans. The Holy Spirit saying, yes. Yes. Go ahead. Fertile soil for others to grow. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The ultimate um, uh, example of, of a choice and, and uh, people being in, in the opposite sides of this is um, found at the governor's palace in scripture. One was Jesus and the other was Pontius Pilate. Yes, two men faced each other. I'm going to read this as I'm going to close. I want to read this and, and uh, see, um, you know, it's incredible. Two men faced each other. This is from a person named R. Kent Hughes. Wonderful Bible teacher, by the way. R. Kent Hughes. He said, two men faced each other on the pavement before the governor's palace. One was Jesus Christ, the meekest man who ever lived. And the other was Pontius Pilate, a man of extraordinary pride. Some of us are, are have a very wrong idea about Pontius Pilate. He was not some Pavatan in Malayalam. He was not helpless. No. God had forewarned him. God had reached out to him. And uh, that's right. He had all the time in the world to change. But he chose political rightness over rightness before God. As a terrible condition. Don't think that politically, political rightness is a good place to be. Pontius Pilate was politically correct. The other was Pontius Pilate, a man of extraordinary pride. Oh Lord. When Jesus says, blessed are the meek, he is cursing human pride. See the flip side, yes. When there's a blessedness, there's a curse. And if you think, and I have found it very interesting. I'm not sure if you know that there is, uh, there is a list of curses as well. There is. That Jesus said. We are, we are very familiar with the Beatitudes. But we don't know that there is a list of curses as well. Do you know where that is? No, no, no. No, no. It's in the New Testament. I know you'd love It's there in the Old Testament. Yes. Correct. It is there in the New Testament. 
is there in the sermon on the plain. We will, we will look at it later on. If you're really interested, go check it out. If you don't know what the sermon on the plain is, <laughs> you must know. Okay. So there's a curse on pride. It must be a prayer that you offer daily. Lord, keep me away. Destroy wicked pride within me. And you can say amen to that. It must be a prayer you offer daily. You know, something you should examine yourself daily. I was so blessed to meet a couple uh, recently that, that said it's one of their constant prayers. Lord, keep us humble. Amen. Keep us humble. No matter what the size of our bank account is, keep us hum- humble. Someone say amen. You know, uh, I realized, you know, and someone was sharing with me and it's a fact. The greater your bank account grows, it has a certain weird effect on you, doesn't it? I'm seeing quite a few of you shake your heads, but some of you that shake your heads, I'm not sure you have much in your bank. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. Let me tell you now itself, before you start making money, you know, God is going to prosper you. You can say amen. God is going to prosper you. But make these decisions early in life. Make these decisions. Take these teachings of Jesus very seriously. Very seriously. Make that decision. I will not let my bank account change my nature. I will flow with the Holy Spirit. That's a spectacular decision. Spectacular decision. Amen. You know, I knew a man of God fantastic exercise that he used to do is he decided, he was a man of God, he, he decided that uh, every 10th check, I can't remember what, what, I don't know if he was doing alternate checks, he decided he would not, if somebody blessed him with checks, you know, people used to bless him at that time, this was some maybe close to 18 years ago, so people used to bless him with checks and he decided that randomly he would not even look at the amount and just tear the check. It's a decision he personally made. Something the Holy Spirit gave him very personally. Don't you think it's brilliant? No? There's only one person shaking it. Two people shaking their heads. The rest of you are not. I need to process this. <laughs> I had the same effect when I first heard it. I was a man of God aspiring in Bible college. Yeah. In, in Bible college and listening to this man of God, he broke my heart. <laughs> Seriously, that's exactly what happened. Did any hearts break here tonight? <clears throat> and I, I discussed it with myself for at least a month. And the Spirit of God was haunting me with the teaching. Glory. That's why you need to make a decision. Every third check, give the whole thing to the church. Someone was vigorously shaking his head. I won't tell you who it is. (laughs) Amen. It's a good decision. If, If it's a decision by the Holy Spirit, praise God. Praise God. Do you want to be the widow that will be remembered for eternity? 
She gave everything she had. Did it go well with her? You better believe it. She probably, by the end of her life, probably, she owned a thousand ships. At least a thousand cows. And if you think owning a thousand cows is some small thing, a hey, thousand cows, who does? Do you know how much a cow costs? Praise the Lord. You know, let these principles of meekness, glory, don't become like Pontius Pilate. I want to hear an amen. It's, it's a real danger. We can be, you know, so calculating, washing our hands. So calculating, you know, trying to find a back door. Let's just whip him and let him go. It's all Pontius Pilate behavior. Trying to find a back door, compromise, not completely obey God, not declare this is truth. What is truth? This is truth. Declare this is truth. Glory. Praise the Lord. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the fantastic blessing over our lives. Let's receive it. Let's follow the path of meekness. How many of you decided to follow the path of meekness? I need hands. I need hands. How many of you decide to follow the path of meekness? Listen to me carefully. The rest of you, keep your hands up. Don't put it down. Let some lactic acid flow. Keep your hands up. Hmm? Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall. I'm talking to this young man. He shall, they shall. Yeah, I can't hear you. Inherit the earth. So how many of you want to be meek? Choose the path of meekness. Yes, choose the path of meekness. Praise God. You can put your hands down. God bless you. Choose the path of meekness. Submission to the Holy Spirit. Glory. This week the Holy Spirit may ask you to give everything you've got. This week the Holy Spirit may ask you to give everything you've got. The meek are ready. The meek are ready. If you're not feeling ready, something is somewhere needs to be fixed. The meek are ready. <clears throat> Glory. Glory. Praise God. You love this teaching. Do you love this teaching? You have no choice. It's Jesus' teaching. It's Jesus' teaching, not my teaching. It's Jesus' teaching. And if you, you know, it's like, um, you know, I recently spoke to somebody and I, I spoke about the widow. We'll close quickly. This is, this is amazing. Um, I spoke, we, we, we were having this conversation. I spoke about the widow who gave everything she had. And uh, this person very quickly with great Bible knowledge told me that was just one person. That was just. <clears throat> and then suddenly, not because I had such stupendous Bible knowledge, but the Holy Spirit suddenly awakened within me and suddenly reminded me that a group of 3,000 plus people. Anybody know where I'm going? Where am I going? Acts chapter 2. A group of 3,000 people were led by the Holy Spirit to sell everything and place it at the... Yeah, the disciples' feet. Today, this is an alien practice, isn't it? 
If you look at it, uh, scary it is. It looks like a foundational behavior. Ouch. The meek are ready. I'm hoping to hear a resounding yes, so praise God. The meek are ready. If God says left, they turn right. The meek are ready. If God says left, they turn. If God says turn right, they're ready to turn. Right. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some great miracles are coming. The Spirit of God is expressly going to speak to some of you like this. And the miracles are on the way. You hear the Spirit of God. It will be Jesus. You, you'll have a vision. Glory. Visions will come upon you. Where the Spirit of God, because you're ready. Because you're ready. You want to be humbled in the hand of God. Praise the Lord. God will bless you. God will bless you. God will bless you. Amen. God will bless you. Not a drop of water is forgotten. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit. You know, go today, um, you know, on YouTube you'll find this thing. It's, uh, I think it's uh, probably four, six, eleven hour clip. And it's basically video of the earth as it's spinning. Uh, taken from the, uh, from the space station. Go take a look at that and then say, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It is better to obey God. It is better to obey God. It is better to obey God. Not your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Obey God. Church, obey God. Great shall be your reward. Amen. Great shall be your reward. You shall shine like stars. That's what the scripture says. You shall shine like stars. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, this is Nishad Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.